right now. Ooh, if ever there were a time where I wanted to reach and grab my words and stuff them back down my throat and forget about them forever, it was then. Because then Joyce started fussing at She chewed me out right there on the spot. She said, Nay! She said, You don't never ask a woman how far along she is if she hadn't told you she was pregnant. I was like, Well, you should have told me that before. <laughs> Come on now, we, you need to do some training or something like that. And, and so I'm, I'm sitting there embarrassed. And then, like, after she got through chewing me out, all of us are kind of just standing there. And when I know anything, I said, well, this is awkward. And I just kind of turned around and walked out. But that was one of those times, man, where I just really wish that I could take what I did and erase it from the history books. And it's one of those things where we're still friends with them to this day. And even when I see them right now, you know what's going through my head. Lord, I hope she don't remember that one time when I made that foolish comment. Please erase it from her mind. Watch this, you got some stuff in your life, and I do too, that, that's, that's not so funny. That we wish that we could reach and grab and redo it all over again. Matter of fact, that we wish that we can reach and grab and never do it from the beginning. Some of us are sitting in here, you got some relationships. Come on, somebody. I wish I would have never dated him. I wish I would have never dated her. Come on, I wish I wouldn't have married him. I wish I wouldn't have married her. Stay up here, don't look at him. We in church. <laughs> Mistakes from the past, things that wish that we, we wish that we can go back and get and undo. Watch this. This is what I want to tell you, David. If you don't get nothing else, this is what I want to tell you. Listen, listen. You can't go back and get it. You cannot go back and get it. So watch this. Don't live your life because of it. And don't live your life based on it. Does that make sense? Listen to me. We all got stuff that we wish that we can go back and redo. But you got to hear me. Stop saying, I wish I could go back and redo it. Because the truth is, you can't go back and what? And when you say to yourself, I wish that I could go back and redo it, to some degree, what you are saying is, I'm living in my past. Now, 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 now here's the problem with living in your past. Listen, listen, listen. The problem with living in your past is that as long as you're holding on to your past, you can't reach for your future. And I'm going to say it again, I, just because I like the way it sounds. As long as you're holding on to your what? You cannot, it's impossible to reach for your what? Future. Now watch this. As far as relationships go, I'm looking at some folks. And, and that other person that you wish you wouldn't have dated, that you wish you wouldn't have married, they moved on with their life. Come on, and to some degree you've moved on with yours. But at the same time, the person you're with now, because you hadn't let go of the past, they got to suffer for what the other person did. And somebody say, that ain't right. You, you got to let go of it. You got to release it. You got to let it go. You got to say, you know what? I'm done. I know parents 
who have not been a so perfect parent in their past. And because they hadn't been a perfect parent in their past, they try to parent through the lens of their past, and so they make themselves ineffective parents. And they allow their children, I've counseled parents do this, to tell them stuff like, well, you wasn't here. And what you got to do is, listen, 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 don't allow anybody, I don't care who it is, don't allow anybody to hold you prisoner to your past. And listen, if they can't release you from your past, you got my permission to release them from your life. Why? Because everybody mess up. Everybody get it wrong. Nobody gets it all right. And watch this. I'm going to tell you something else, too. I'm going to tell you how to help you with them kids. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? And the kids ain't going to like me today, but I don't care. Here's the deal. I, a lot of you may not know it, but there was a season in my life where me and my daddy absolutely did not get along. The reason why we did not get along is because I told him straight up, I don't like you. I don't like church people. I don't like God. And I don't want nothing to do with none of y'all for the rest of my life. And I left my house, his house, the day after high school. And I told him the reason why I don't like you, I don't like church people, I don't like God, is because you chose to serve God and spend all your time with the church people, and so you never had any time for me. And so I don't like you, I don't want nothing to do with you, I'm through with you, I'm done with you, goodbye. And that was my attitude until I had kids of my own. Woo! And when I had kids of my own, guess what I realized? I wasn't a perfect parent either. It's a whole lot of stuff I got messed up along the way. And I found the brand new appreciation for my father when I had kids of my own because now I realize sometimes you got to choose to feed them as opposed to spending time with them. And when you got to choose between feeding them or spending time with them, as a father, it's your God-given responsibility to make sure they got food on the table and clothes on their back. And let me tell you what I found out, because my kids, they're young adults now, and they've been through the teenage thing, they're going to hate you anyway. <laughs> if, if they don't hate you because you ain't spending enough time with them, they're going to hate you because you did. <laughs> they gonna act, it's just something that every teenager goes through I can't stand my mama I can't stand my daddy and what I learned to do parents and you can take this one from me it ain't in the Bible nowhere but this is the book of Nathaniel chapter 1 my kids can't stand me depending on what day you catch me I probably can't stand you either <laughs> But don't let nobody hold you prisoner to your what? All of us get it messed up. Everybody does. Watch what happens in the book of Philippians. This is what the apostle Paul says. It says, not that I've already obtained it or have already become what? What's that word? He said, I'm not perfect. He said, but I do what? I press on so that I may, so that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Verse 13 says this. It says, brethren, I do, my, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I what? 
How many things he does? How many? One thing I do, forgetting what lies where and reaching forward to what lies where. He says, listen, he says, I do this one thing. He says, I forget about what's behind. He said, in the action, the thing I do is I reach forward to what lies where? Ahead. Watch this. You can't do both at the same time. And the problem for many of us is we're trying to move forward while at the same time looking in the rearview mirror. You, you got a you rearview mirror in your car, don't you? I hope you do. If you don't, get it fixed. <laughs> Amen. You ain't going to pass inspection. <laughs> Amen. Gonna have one of them green things in your never mind. <laughs> Watch this. How often do you look in the rearview mirrors on your car? How often? Do, do, you, do you constantly look? Do, is, your, is, your, is your constant attention in the rearview mirror? No, it, it can't be, right? Why not? You'll run into something. Right? And you're going to look mighty crazy when they ask you what happened. You say, well, I was looking in my rearview mirror. But what you do with the rearview mirror is every now and then you do what? You take a look. Every now and what? Then. Watch this. When you get ready to make a move, then you take what? A look. Listen, life is the same way. When he says forgetting what lies behind, he doesn't mean put it out your memory. What he means is don't live your life based on it. You don't want to put it out your memory because you want it there just like a rearview mirror so that every now and then you could take a what? A look. Probably right before you make a move. You know why? Because it's going to keep you from making the same foolish decisions all over again. And, and so every now and then you take a look and you be like, oh, nope, been there, done that. Don't want to do it what? Again. Got the t-shirt and the tennis shoes. And so it's there for you to remember. Watch this. That's, that's the problem for many of us. Problem for many of us is we act like we don't remember. See, the first thing, if, you, if you're going to properly clean out your past, is you got to get honest about your past. And here's the thing you got to get honest about. You got to get honest about the role you had to play in your past. In other words, stop making excuses for the decisions that you made in your past. Watch this. Because at the end of the day, hey, look up here. Listen, listen, listen. That bad decision that you made, that, that, that bad person that you dated, that bad person that you married, can I drop something on you? You picked them. You picked them, I told y'all before, and you saw all the warning signs, and you ignored them all. Come on, somebody. I told y'all before, your mama said, don't do it. Your daddy said, don't do it. You called me as your pastor, and I said, no, the Lord ain't tell you that. The dog said, don't ruin it. The cat said, no. <laughs> and you did it anyway. So guess what you got to do? You got to stop making excuses. 
and you got to own your part of the past and you got to say to yourself, I messed it up. I made the decision. I got it wrong. And the reason why, my, look, you ain't going to like this, but look up here anyway. The reason why your life is the way it is is not because your mama ain't uh, give you enough uh, Similac and not because your daddy ain't spent enough time and not because your teachers didn't teach it right and your pastor didn't preach it right. Oh, that's, that rhyme. I'm, I'm going to make a rap out of that. Not because your teacher didn't teach it right. The reason why you are where you are in life is because of your own decisions. And if you ever going to get past the mistakes that you made in the past, you got to own your decisions. You got to get to the place where you say, no excuses, I messed that up. I did it. I got it wrong. I made a bad decision. Got it messed up. Proverbs 28, 13. Come on. Watch what it says. It says, he who conceals his transgressions will not what? Anybody want to prosper in life? Come on, somebody. You want to prosper in life? You want your life to be good, right? Stop lying to yourself. Stop blaming. You got to stop blaming everybody for your problems. It says, he who conceals his transgressions will not prosper. But get this. He who does what? confesses and forsakes them will find what? Compassion. You, you want to pro progress in life, you got to get honest with yourself. Here's the other thing, the reason why you're looking at review mirror is so that you can learn from your mistakes. That's the reason why. Not so you can dwell on them. See, some of us dwell on our mistakes. You don't want to dwell on your mistakes. You don't want to be bound by your mistakes. You want to allow your mistakes to dictate your future. But you definitely want to learn from your what? From your mistakes. 2 Corinthians 17, this is what it says. He says, for the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience. In other words, God, there's a kind of sorrow God wants you to have. There's, see, see, we don't hear that preached a lot. Sometimes God wants you to feel bad. Amen. God don't want you to feel warm and fuzzy about everything you do. Amen. 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 God, God not going to co-sign your foolishness. Come on, somebody. It says the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from what? Sin. Oh, come on. That's not a cuss word. Leads us away from what? Sin. Sin and results in what? There's a healthy kind of sorrow. It's the kind of sorrow that makes you the person that you ought to be. And the problem for too many of us, especially those of us who are Christ followers, is not that we feel too bad, it's that we don't feel bad enough about how we mess up. Woo. There went my love offering. He says, there's no regret for that kind of what? Sorrow, but worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance, results in spiritual what? Hey, how much dead stuff you got in your life because you don't feel bad about the wrong you do? 
Some of us in dead relationships. And the only reason why you got a dead relationship is because you won't take your lick for your wrong. Ooh. Some of us got dead end careers that we in. And the only reason why your career is a dead end is because you won't tell yourself the truth about what kind of employee you are. Tell the truth. You show up late every day. Your 15-minute break lasts 30 minutes. Come on, somebody. Your one-hour lunch break lasts an hour and a half. And then you come back, and if they say something to you, you get an attitude. I'm sick of this job anyway. Y'all don't pay me enough for this. Then somebody else get promoted, you get mad. He says, but worldly sorrow, which lacks results in spiritual what? Death. All right, watch Galatians 3 and 4, then I got to move on. He says, did you suffer so many things in vain? If indeed it was in what? Listen, listen, everybody look up here, look up here, look up here, look up here. Listen, listen, listen. In life, in life, even, even if you're a Christian, in life, you, you're going to have to suffer some things. Listen, all of us are suffering from our bad choices. All of us got bad choices that we made that we're suffering from. I don't care who you are. You, you got, I don't care how well you got it together. You, you done made some bad choices. Your life could be a whole lot better were it not for your bad what? Choices. But watch this. Look what he says. Don't, don't, if you're going to suffer from your bad choices, don't suffer in vain. In other words, at least let it count for something. Watch this. Call, call it your stupid tax. All right? You, I, I paid my stupid tax. So now, the reason why I pay stupid tax is so that it won't cost me up ahead. And, but I'm not going to pay stupid tax for the rest of my life. I paid that tax, and now I know better, and now I can move on with my life to the greater things that God has for my life. <laughs> Am I making sense? That's the other thing, too. You got to look ahead. You got to look ahead. Stop looking at right now. Look where? Don't look in the past. Look at right now. You got to look ahead. Watch this. Reason why you don't look, don't focus on the past is because that's not going to get you anywhere. Watch this. And the way that you avoid having future regrets is by not looking at right now. What does that mean, Pastor? That means I decide what I want my life to look like in the future. And I'm, I take actions right now based on what I want my life to look like in the what? Future. So that means that if I'm living for my future, some decisions I make are going to be different. Like watch this, before my finances go, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to burden myself down in a whole lot of death. Why? Because one day I want to retire. So I got to sacrifice when? Because I'm looking where? Am I making sense? Y'all tracking with me? All right, all right, come on. Give me Israel. Watch Israel. I want you to watch Israel. No, give me Apostle Paul. Give me Apostle Paul. Give me me Philippians. Watch this. He says, not that I've already attained or already become perfect, but I press on so I may lay hold of that for which I was also laid hold of by Christ Jesus. 13 reads this way. 
He says, brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. In other words, I ain't perfect. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. Come on, 14. He says, I press well on toward the goal for the prize of of a call in Christ Jesus. Listen, listen, listen. Paul, when you read this in context, he wasn't talking about forgetting about bad stuff. Because what the Apostle Paul does is actually he lays out the good things or the accomplishments that he has in life. He he talks about how he was the best when he was a Jewish person. He talks about how he was the, when he was following the Jewish law, he talks about how he, he followed it to the letter of the law. How he, in other words, he was one of those people where it was either zero or a hundred. And if he went for it, it was a hundred. And so he says, when I was a Jewish person, I was circumcised on the eighth day. I followed the law to the letter. I, when I did it, I really did it right. And then he talks about how when he became a Christian, how he dropped all of that for the sake of pursuing the kingdom of God. And basically what he was saying was, at this point in my life, I've accomplished some things. And what he says is, but at this point in my life, forget about what I've accomplished. See, listen, listen, listen. Most of the time when we hear a message like this, we think about our failures. But you know what a lot of times stops us from from having a great future is not our failures, but our accomplishments. Come on. You, we all know that one person who still hung up on what they accomplished in high school. And every time you see them, come on, somebody, they still come on. You 70 years old. Still talking about how good a basketball player you was in high school. Come on, they didn't even have nets back then. (laughs) Playing with a peach basket. You, help me up. He was saying, I've accomplished some things, but you know what? Forget about what I've accomplished. Why? Because Paul understood that as long as I'm here on earth, God has more for me to accomplish. And I'm forgetting about whatever I've accomplished and I'm going after what God has left for me to accomplish. I'm looking at some folk and you sat down on your gifting. God's got more for you to accomplish in your career, in your family, in in your relationships, on your job, in your ministry, and so on and so forth. But because you've done some great things already, you're saying, that's enough, Lord. And and listen, listen, listen. The problem with it is that the Bible says that one day all of us got to stand before God and give an account for the deeds done in the body. Get this, whether good or bad. And for some of us, we're going to stand before the Lord and he's going to say, tell me what you did that was good. We're going to be like, well, back in 1957, Lord. But after that, I quit. I figured I had evangelized enough. I figured I had served you enough. The church people got on my nerves. And I quit. Pastor said something wrong to me and I sat down. He said, forget about what you've done in the past. That's why I listen to me, Faith Bible. We're not done yet. 
Yeah, God's blessing this ministry. Yeah, we're on the move. We've seen lives change and all that kind of stuff. Every week I hear story after story after story about how life groups are going and how lives are being changed and how people are being impacted. Had a young lady walk up to me Wednesday and tell me how her son got saved and how he's excited and so on and so forth. But you got to hear me. We're not done yet. We will never get comfortable. We will never sit back and rest on our laws. We will never say die. Why? Because right here in this community, they still got young men killing each other. They still got young girls who need to know that if he love you, he'll wait for you. They still got kids whose parents are not involved in their lives. Women need to know how to be better wives. Husbands need to know how to be better husbands. And as long as that's the case, we won't sit down. Can't get comfortable. Yeah, over the last 35 years, God's used us to do some great things, but we can't stop here. We got to keep going. We got to keep moving. Got to keep sacrificing. He says, forget about those things which are behind. He says, I'm pressing on. In other words, God's got other things for me to do. Now, listen, and I'm going after this. Listen, listen. When he says, forget about them, let me tell you what he's not saying. He's not saying, don't remember. See, for us, the problem for many of us is that we act like we don't remember. And I'm, I'm, I'm about to be messy, okay? So buckle up problem for a whole lot of us church-like folk is we act like we don't remember what it was like to be without Jesus. You too satisfied with your Jesus. Too satisfied to share him with anybody else. You don't remember what it was like to be without Christ, to be without hope. The problem for many of us is we don't remember how I know when I don't remember when you look at people crazy because of how they dress when they walk in the church. Come on, your shirt, your skirt didn't always sit that low. Come on, somebody. Your, 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 your pants wasn't always that loose. Come on, somebody. But a church mother who remembered where she came from took you under her wing, taught you what God said, taught you how to dress and how to be a woman of God as opposed to judging you to the point where you wouldn't want to come back. He wasn't saying don't remember. Let me, let, me, let me drop this off. For those of you who live in the West 30s, and edit this out the video, because this ain't for everybody. This for